Hi, this is audio producer Scott Moore. This show contains disturbing content that many might find triggering. Please find full content warnings on our website. Welcome, my darling, to episode 9 of the Blood Crow Stories. Now, young crows, look to the screen. This is the epicenter of where the nightmares of the subject come from. Now, this section of the brain here is where you should be aiming for with your needle. You will know if you have not implanted the needle correctly if you do not immediately see a flow of fluid through the tube. This starter fluid is your first indication as the implantation of the needle does frighten them. Once you begin your work, you will see a different substance in the tube. Um, There we go. The one you typically see in the filled canisters. Now, this is the actual nightmares being harvested. If you do not see the substance within two minutes, you will need to implant the needle again. The average human can only handle three implants in a row, so you will need to be quite precise. But soon, I assure you, it will be like second nature. It's been a long night here at RBC, ladies and gentlemen. Our crack team of reporters have been gathering details about the tragic death of famed actor Dirk Duvall all morning. Here's what we've learned so far. The fatal attack took place outside Mr. Duvall's late in the evening. His body was found with several severe gashes, implying either a mugging with a knife or an animal attack. Police say no witnesses were found who observed the grisly killing. However, when RBC asked Mr. Duvall's neighbor, Mary Weller, for comment, she replied, and I quote, Why don't you go ask those girls who broke into my house? What are you doing about that? At this time, it's unclear who Miss Weller was speaking about. Police have asked if anyone has any information to please call... Well, if you weren't out all night, why was the radio still on? I don't know, Sam. Maybe you left it on. You were home, right? I told you I was at work late. Until 6 a.m. Same as you most nights. <sighs> I do not stay at work until 6 a.m. most nights. A little late into the evening, sure, but Well, I... I work at a bar now. They're open late. I'm not sure what you expect- Sam, you're supposed to be at home. I- damn it. Well... Maybe if you were ever home, I wouldn't have to get a job that gets me out of the house. So what then? Neither of us are ever going to be here? I'm working all hours of the night to pay for a house no one lives in? Oh, please. I could drop dead and you wouldn't lose an hour of work. That is... Sam, you don't really think that's true, do you? I don't know, Richard. I... Okay, yes. I know you'd be sad if I died. Sad? Sam, I'd be devastated. Yes, I know. But do you really think it would change your life all that much? Would you suddenly stop working at the studio? Well, uh, shit. I guess not. Well, I don't know what I'd do if you were gone. I don't mean I'd feel awful, though of course I would. But I mean I literally don't know what I'd do. 
where I'd live, how I'd get by. (sighs) Sam, I don't ever want that to happen to you. Neither do I. But I also don't want to be your trophy sitting at home, coordinating public appearances and never hearing from you until one day I get a call that the worst has happened. Isn't that why you got the job? I don't... And now we're fighting about it. You stayed out all night and you're upset with me for doing the same. What is it you want from me? I don't... I don't know. I know I love you, but, um... (laughs) I just don't know. Then what are we doing? We're just talking. No, Richard. I mean, what are we doing? Come on, pick up. Pick up, you bastard. Ugh! He's not picking up. I said he's not picking up. Well, I'll be damned. Maybe I finally got a moment's peace from... Who's not picking up? Gary! What? Were you here the whole time, or... I'm not sure. I keep trying to not be here. I think I'm getting the hang of it. You you couldn't see or hear me at all just now? Thankfully, no. Fascinating. So, who are you calling? Donovan. I ain't heard a thing from him since he told me Dale was snooping around. Dale? Yeah, apparently Dale was helping Jacob snoop around Donovan's office. Darla? What? Who the fuck is Dale? You know Dale. He works on the... Oh, what was it? Um, I'm pretty sure he's the guy that manages the lights. That's Roger. Then I guess he's the DP. Elliot? I don't know. One of the grips, I guess. That would be David, Francis, and Janet. Jeez, do you know the names of every single person on set or something? You don't. Of course not. Oh, Dollar. These people aren't just our crew. They're our lifelines. Our comrades in arms. We wouldn't be what we are without them. You don't really believe what you're saying right now, do you? Every word. Oh, that might be worse. Well, either way, there's no one named Dale who works at Eidolon Studios. But Donovan said- You think Donovan knows the name of everyone who works for him either? Fuck. I'd say so. Then that means- That means that asshole lied. Which asshole? Jacob. The PA? Why would he do that? I don't know, but I'm gonna find out. Just a few more glasses to wash and we should be done. Thanks for showing up early to help me clean up. It's not like I have anywhere else to be. (laughs) That's very true. So, do you have any idea what might be going on with the kids? I have some... uh, theories. Any of them good? You wouldn't be asking if they were. (sighs) It never gets easier, does it? What doesn't? Taking care of your kids. No, it doesn't. You'll worry about them until the day they die. And after that? Old habits die hard, I suppose. Thanks, Malcolm. You've always been a good friend to me. Of course, my dear. Well, I think that's the last of it. 
I might try to get a nap before we open. It's been a long night. Please, get all the rest you need. Your aura's as vibrant as ever, but it's stretched so very thin. Like butter over too much bread. You'll let me know if you figure out what attack the girls, won't you? As soon as I know something, you'll know something. Thanks, hon. You're welcome. Evening, Malcolm. Oh, good evening, May. What can I get for you? You're running the bar tonight? For a bit. Would you like your usual? Maybe something a bit stronger. Ah, I think I know just the thing. You think he'll show tonight? Oh, I'm sure he'll be here. You know he cares about the both of you. He did when he left, too. It's also been a long week. Such stress puts a toll on the soul. But you want to know something. What's that? I think you're on his mind. And I have a very strong feeling he'll show up. Oh, Malcolm. I don't know how you know some of the things you do, but... Thank you. That makes me feel a lot better. What makes you feel better? Jacob! I told you! Malcolm, you ass! (laughs) What's with him? He just thinks he's clever. It's good to see you, though. I wasn't sure I'd see you today. I have to settle up. I forgot to pay my tab last night. Oh. What's wrong? I just thought you'd come back to see us. I'm not sure Remy wants that. Oh, for heaven's sake. She was just mad, Jacob. She doesn't hate you. We talked about this last night. Hello there. Um, hi. Name's Tony. What's yours? Uh, uh, my name is... My name is Malcolm. What can I get for you? Oh, Malcolm. Nice to meet you. Is this your establishment? No, I'm afraid I just work here. Ah, well, lovely place. Lovely place. Do you mind if I ask how you found us? Oh, just walked right in. I work nearby. I seen folk coming in and out. Thought I'd check it out for myself. I see. Yep. Yep. So, uh, could I get a, oh, a beer? Sure thing, friend. So, uh, you were saying your name is? Hey, sorry, man, but we were kind of in the middle of a serious conversation here. So would it be all right if we... Oh, <laughs> sure, of course. Please, don't let me... Ah, thank you. Yes, please, don't let me intrude. I'll, uh, I'll just check out the lovely decor here. A lovely place. Real lovely place. Sorry about that. It's fine, but seriously, you need to think about talking to Remy, all right? I'll think about it. And listen, you don't need to be afraid, okay? I'm not afraid of Remy. I mean of Donovan, the reassessments, the studio. Everything that's going on there will support you. We're not going to let Donovan hurt you, okay? Thanks, May. Jacob, it's good to see you. Hey, Hannah. Malcolm said you wanted to settle up? If I could. Why don't you come talk to me for a minute first? Uh, okay. Now, Jacob, you know you owe me for quite a bit, right? I know. I'll find a way to pay it. I've got some money right now to cover most of it. If I could come back later with the rest... I have an idea for how we could settle up. 
What's that? Talk to Remy. Hannah, I... Now listen. I can't force you to do anything, and I can't force Remy to listen either. But you know I care more about your well-being than a settled tab. I know. I just... I'm scared, Hannah. You're scared of Remy? No, I mean... Yes, but... Look, Remy's a force of nature. You know? When she gets something in her head, she doesn't let it go. And I'm afraid she's not going to let what's happening at the studio go. And now that she knows what Donovan's been... doing to me, I'm worried she won't let that go either. And I'm afraid it's going to get me in trouble. Well, that's understandable. Remy sure has a penchant for getting into trouble. I won't lie about that. But you have to do what's best for you. Thanks, Hannah. But... I still think talking to her is what's best for you. You're not better off solving all your problems alone. Maybe. Jacob, do you know who that man is over there? Who? Tony? So you know him. Oh, no. He just introduced himself earlier. Seemed like a looky-loo who wandered in. Uh Uh-huh. Something wrong? Oh, we're about to find out. So, hold on, Malcolm. If a ghost can just walk around like normal, why did the studio say Gary died? Why not just pretend like he's still alive? I wish you'd stop using that term. And there's always a chance the spirit does not endure, or that the person has a hard time holding on to this world. Plus, would you really want to be bound to the material plane where you died? Wouldn't you want to... Explore the great mysteries that await on the other side. If there's such great mysteries that await on the other side, why would anyone stay here? Oh, I could see someone staying around. Excuse me? Sorry, I don't mean to intrude. I'm just saying that the afterlife might not be all it's cracked up to be. If someone had a good life, they might want to keep it. Indeed, people have their reasons. See? Reasons. The man makes perfect sense. This must be your first time here if you think Malcolm makes perfect sense. May! After everything I've done for you all recently. Relax, Malcolm. I'm kidding. But still, Tony, what makes you think that? Well, you see, my grandmother died recently. She was a sweet woman. She loved her family. I would think that she's still here watching over us. I don't know. If there's a great beyond, I sure hope she would be out there exploring it. But there's a selfish part of me who wishes she was still here. She was such a selfless woman. I could see her standing back a bit, taking care of us. I'm so sorry to hear that. Ah, nah, it's okay. It's just part of life, you know? Ah, yes, it is. And it's very unfortunate. I'm terribly sorry to hear about your loss. Well, that's much appreciated, Malcolm. Hey, everyone. Is there anything else I can get you? Oh, hello. I don't believe you've had the pleasure. My name's Tony. You are? The owner of this establishment. I don't think I've met you before, Mr. Tony. Can you tell me who referred you to my bar? Oh, I just walked right in. You walked in? Yeah. Malcolm, do you mind taking May to get another? Oh, sure thing. May, you want to come with me? (laughs) Oh, boy. Sure. So, you work around here? 
I do. And what do you do? I, uh, work in textiles. Oh, yeah? You work at the Milton Textile Factory? That's right. Well, you know that factory's about five miles east of here, right? It, it is, yes. But you walked in. I'm, I'm sorry, is something wrong? I'm just trying to figure out how a textile worker ends up just walking into my bar in the studio district. Well, my work brings me down here sometimes. Oh, so you provide fabrics and whatnot to the studios around here? Yeah. Which one? Uh, Adelon Studios? Uh-huh. And who runs the costuming department over there? Nah, her name's, uh, it's Julie. Julie? Julie Thomas. She heads up the costuming department, lots of, lots of big orders. Mm-hmm. Tony, I heard you talking to my friends over there a minute ago. What was it you were talking about again? Uh, ghosts, I think. <laughs> right, right. The things that are left over after people pass on. This is right. You know, I had a husband once. Gone now. Oh, I'm terribly sorry to hear that, ma'am. Oh, thank you, but it was a while ago. He was a fierce man. Loved the people he loved. Hated the people that hurt him. I admired that man. Well, he sounds like a good man to me. He was. And he left something behind for me, too. He did? Yeah, he did. You see, this is a Winchester Model 1897 trench gun, the kind they used in the First World War. You know, Germans hated it so much they tried to get it outlawed in combat. Can you imagine? They fought with chemical weapons, but they thought this gun was too much. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of wild. And you know, here's the neat thing about this gun. You see, most shotguns use a pump action. Like this. To load around into the chamber. And then they take aim at their target. Uh, um... And pull the trigger. <laughs> but you see, this gun was special. It could do something called slam firing, which meant if I were to load it up with all six shells like this, and then hold the trigger down, each round will fire with every pump. The very instant it enters the chamber, meaning it can fire all six rounds in under two seconds. Okay, what the hell's going on here? Which, as it happens, is the exact same amount of time it takes for you to get from that stool you're sitting on to the door. Now, you've lied to me three times. Milton Textiles closed a year ago. It never supplied to Eidolon when it was opened, and the head of costuming over there is a wonderful man named Tim who happens to be a dear friend of mine. I'm not sure what you're after here, but as a courtesy, I'll give you three seconds to get the hell out of my bar before I start pumping. Fuck! One... Fuck, 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 you fucking crazy lady! Two. Three. What the hell was that? Nothing good. Listen, you all need to be more careful. I don't know who that man was, but after everything that's happened recently, I'm not taking any chances. And you shouldn't either. Good call. Thanks, Hannah. So about settling my tab. Oh my god, Hannah! Did you pull out the trench again? I just saw a guy run out of here screaming. <laughs> hey, Jacob, you can do it right now. Did he then? Oh, I wish I could have seen the look on his face. <laughs> oh my god, he was hilarious. <laughs> oh, um. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Remy. So, 
So... Uh, I gotta go. Figures. Okay, you know what? Yeah, what? I really am sorry. Yeah, um... I, I mean, I really appreciate that, Jacob. I, uh... I'm sorry, too. We just really need you. You didn't say they'd be fucking armed, you know? If I knew that, I wouldn't have hired you. So what'd you find out? All right. Jacob's been going to this place called the Storm Cellar. It's pretty out of the way. They don't advertise much, but it's busy. Busier than you'd expect a hole in the wall to be, even for a weekend. Did you recognize anybody else? Yeah, a few people from the pictures you showed me. Looked like uh, Roger, May, Janet, and Remy all went there. Whole place seemed like it was staffed with studio crew. Maybe not all Adelon, but a lot. Did you hear anything? Oh, yeah. Sounds like Jake was been talking about someone named uh, Donovan. Is he a big shot around the place? You sure think so. What about Donovan? All right, so I heard something about someone getting reassessed. I guess he's got a performance eval or something he was too nervous about. Seemed to spook the woman he was talking to, too. What? Who was he talking to about that? Uh, that's the... Uh, May. Think she works for the studio? She was talking to someone I didn't recognize. I think, uh, Malcolm, you said his name was? And the woman who runs the bar, Hannah, was standing close by, trying to act like she wasn't listening, but she was. Fuck. Did he say anything else? Yeah, some folks talking about ghosts or some such. Superstitious lot. Something wrong? Get out. I still got like four more pages here. Get out! Jesus, all right! That didn't sound good. It ain't. What happened? Someone talked. So, what happens now? Now? Someone's gonna have to pay. The Podcast Stories is produced by Ellie Collins and Scott Moore. Season 4, Eidolon, is written by Eric Ravenscraft. Sound production by Scott Moore and Foley production by Zachary Vardo and Nikki. Our cast includes David Benedict, Ellie Collins, Trevor Garner, Laura Hauser, Evan Ivey, Randy Mack, Judson Ragsdale, Eric Ravenscraft, Joe Ravenson, Tyler Sutherland, Emily Thomas, Amanda Van Heil, Daniel Van Heil, and Zachary Vado. The Blood Crow Stories is recorded at ARTC Studio with assistance from Atlanta Radio Theatre Company. You can find their own audio dramas at artc.org. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. Follow us on Twitter at tbcspodcast, Facebook at facebook.com slash thebloodcrowstories, and Instagram at thebloodcrowstories. Learn more about our show at www.thebloodcrowstories.com. If you like what we do and want to support our show, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thebloodcrowstories. Thank you. Now rest, sweet subject. <laughs>